Greetings, Truth Seeker. If you are listening for the first time, welcome to the Revelation. You are about to hear top secret recordings obtained by us revealing a national conspiracy. Once you have heard these recordings, you can never go back. The Department of Unexplained Minor Phenomena is a clandestine government division set up to hide the existence of supernatural events in our world. We were able to obtain these audio logs from one of their core operatives recorded while investigating mysterious reports from the public. This week's case file delves into the mystery of an ancient beast that has existed in folklore for centuries and the British government is trying to cover it up. Don't believe me? You will. Roll the tape. What tape? Are you talking to me? No. No, it's like an expression. It's what I say. What do you mean? No, when, like, in those, in the big, sh- well, when they do it properly, like, they always say that... Hello, Archives. This is Agent Milner, Department of Unexplained Minor Phenomena. Four field recordings, case file 4829. Welcome back to the dump. I am here in the Cornwall Sticks, yet still somehow near a building site, because building everywhere apparently these days, uh, here to speak to a Jacob Henry. Now, this is based on an old file, actually, believe it or not. I know, amazing. Um that we had from the 80s or started in the 80s and was flagged up by a police interview with Jacob Henry that they sent our way and so we've been called out based on the old evidence and stuff Um, I'll do some digging and I'll report back to you when I know what's really going on shouldn't take much but I'll speak to you in a bit alright bye yeah if you could just say your name into the microphone Uh, Jacob Henry Yep, and then in your own words, just just tell us what happened. Well, I I didn't believe in it myself either, sir. Not until I saw it with my own eyes. But it's as real as I am, sir, I promise you. It started out as just folklore, you know, fairy tales, people saying they'd seen this or that. Some loping beast slinking across the moors or heard a howl late at night. But then the animals started dying, turning up mutilated or eaten and the like. That's when those people, tourists, I think, caught it on film. Only a matter of time, I suppose. What with everyone having them phones that take pictures and that. Even then, people didn't believe it. Well, I certainly didn't believe it. Till that poor boy. The lad and his father were walking the moors much too late in the evening. And the lad took a tumble. His pa called for help, but before they knew what was what, this thing was on him. The lad tried to fight it away, and it took off running when the father hit it with a rock, I think tore up the lad's face something terrible before it left though it was in all the papers that's when people started properly hunting it but it's also when people stopped believing in it the local council and the MP called for wildlife experts to come and look for it even had that spring watch lot show up cameras everywhere scientists at every inn and not a sign of the creature like it upped and vanished the science lot said it wasn't practical for such a creature to live here If the beast were as big as people said it was, it would need more food, and where were its droppings? The more they looked, the less they found. People start to question the boy and his father's story. Was the man negligent? Had the boy hurt himself when he should have been supervised, you know? They stuck to their story, but uh, all the powers that be quickly lost interest, with no proof one way or the other. As quick as they all came, the TV folk and the boffins all left. That gift shop that sprung up in town with mugs and tea towels with pictures of the creature on it, though, that's still going. Vultures. Whatever it was, it wasn't seen again. 
until, you know, it was. I was on my way home from the pub, you see, and you must believe me, sir, I ain't no drunk. I'd, I'd had a drink, but I was still myself, I promise. Anyway, it wasn't all that late, and the moon was bright, so I cut across the field, as I often do, when I heard this terrible moan. Because it weren't no owl, let me tell you. I looked around to see, best I could, if there were anything nearby, but I couldn't see nothing moving or out. Knowing what might be out there, though, I took a nearest sprint across the field to get home which was when I heard that awful bark and then the pad of running feet. I managed to clear the field and was going to leap the ditch that runs around it, but I didn't quite make it. I slid down on the other side of the ditch and began to scrabble back upwards when I heard the footsteps above me. I turned around to look and there it was, framed by moonlight. A great hound, taller than any I'd ever seen. His huge slavering jaw sniffing at the air, hunting my scent. I was certain I was done for. It would have been no trouble at all for it to leap upon me then and there, but it just stood there on a precipice looming over me. I don't know what made it turn and leave, sir, but thank goodness it did. It turned and left me there, covered in mud and shaking like a leaf. I tell you, sir, the legends are true. There is a fearsome beast that roams these moors and it has a taste for blood. You must find it, sir, before it claims the life of a person and not just livestock. I've never seen the likes of it before, but it can only have been a barjest, an unnatural beast hunting the living for food or sport. <sighs> well, you know, hardly hound of the Baskervilles. But uh, I suppose an Irish wolfhound is uh, the next best thing, I suppose. Yeah, it's just the, uh, the neighbouring farm has a big dog. Um, I went across the field and uh, interviewed them. Uh, basically, part of this building, the site that they're doing, um, they're having to move stuff from out of their farm, which is where they kept this dog who had killed livestock previously um now this dates back to the 80s so one assumes this farmer has had previous dogs that do this which implies some form of gross negligence on his part but even just a cursory investigation of their farmhouse revealed a lovely irish wolfhound which actually seemed quite pleasant but yeah clearly hidden away and they didn't want me to find the dog. But I did, and yeah, it all came out. It, it attacked and killed livestock recently, and yes, it was that one that had attacked the boy a few years previously. Um, no, it wasn't the beast of Bob Moore. <laughs> it was just the dog. Um, yeah, it was out, they were out walking it one day, got off its leash, um, had been harrying livestock, and then found the kid, which is when the poor kid was attacked. So, uh, yeah, they, funnily enough, they realised they'd messed up and hid the dog when all the uh, TV cameras and everyone arrived. So, it kind of explains that and why there were no droppings, as he put it. Um, it was hidden away in their farmhouse because um, they didn't want the dog destroyed, which is sweet, but also negligent on our, their part. So, uh, yeah, but after that, um, I think they thought it cooled down um, and probably gave it a bit of a longer leash, which was when 
our buddy Jacob found it, unfortunately. And here we are. Uh, it was just a dog. I think maybe the booze had more to do with the uh, terrifying appearance of the hound. But yeah, it was just a nice old wolfhound who I'm afraid will have to be put down because it's attacked a human and livestock. And yeah, one hopes that once we hand this file over, the police will charge the owner. In general, the real horror here is, as usual, some negligent owner who uh, cared more about a dog than he did about a child getting mauled. I mean, it's pretty bleak all this stuff, isn't it? People being negligent or abusing children or animals and then blaming it on the supernatural, getting me dragged into this. Even more depressing that the government wastes money on it, but there we go. Anyway, yeah, no bargest, just an Irish wolfhound. So, another one wrapped up. Uh, I guess we'll see you next week, I guess, Dan. Do hand this one on to the police because I think they'll want to hear about it. And I'll put the relevant documents with it as well. But I'll see you when I see you, mate. Bye. And there you have it. Irrefutable proof of the government suppressing reports of a threat to the public by an ancient creature once believed to be myth. And this doesn't even scratch the surface. If this is your first time listening, we recommend you listen to our previous episodes and, and if you get to uh, subscribe and all, and maybe uh, leave a review, that really helps us out all. But there will be more of these incredible leaks from deep within the British state, and the most incredible are yet to come. Keep spreading the word, believers. The truth must come out. Oh, excuse me.